More than any other recent year, 2014 has been the year of the data breach. What are some of the lessons organizations can learn from the incidents we've seen so far? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. And here to answer my questions today about data breaches and lessons learned is Michael Bremer, Vice President with Experian Data Breach Resolution. Mike, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Tom, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mike, I was going to say we've seen some high-profile breaches so far this year, but I can almost say we've seen high-profile breaches so far this week. There's been such a slew of them this year. What do you find different about the types of incidents that you're investigating this year as opposed to last year? Well, Tom, if I look back so far this year, I see three things that are different about high-profile breach incidents. First, three or four of the largest ones have been exposed by the media before the forensics phase was complete. Second, uh, the most information uh, that was exposed from a sensitive standpoint was credit card username and password, not necessarily social security number. And then third, unfortunately, 85% of the root cause as reported publicly is still human era, and I'm surprised that that hasn't gone down in 2014. Mike, if I can just follow up on the first point you made there about the media reporting these incidents, do you find that these are being exposed publicly before the organizations are even prepared to answer questions about them? From what we've seen, how organizations come out in the media, I would say absolutely there needs to be a a pre-breach plan in place that contemplates the fact that if someone in the media gets a hold of information that should not be announced until forensics is completed, the corporation or the organization needs to have a plan in place to accomplish that. And in the ones that I mentioned, some of them have actually not had a plan and you've seen them look flat-footed in the media when it's announced before they were ready. So when you look at some of these incidents, what do you see as the key lessons that we can draw from them? Well, as we saw in our recent ebook titled Lessons from the Trenches, first is no one or no organization is immune to a data breach. Second, by doing that complete forensics investigation first, Some firms find they don't have to notify after a major initial worry or in the case of having to notify, they're well prepared with all the complete information. And then third, as recent data has shown, the number one issue for data breach response is still rebuilding the trust with your consumers, your patients, employees, or shareholders, whoever is part of that affected class. Mike, I've had a chance to look at that ebook about lessons learned from the trenches. I'd like to ask you about a few of the specific lessons. You mentioned the first one. No one is foolproof. What are the trends that you're seeing within specific industry sectors in terms of breaches? Well, as in the past two years, the healthcare sector still is the number one in terms of actual incidents announced and affected population in terms of size of of the actual breach itself. 
Retail is still strong, and that's led by some of the activity early in the year. And then rounding out the top four are e-commerce with some of the large payment folks that have been affected this year. And then finally, as we saw this week, the public sector in the case of Butler and Montana over the first six months of this year. Mike, I want to come back to a point that you were discussing a few minutes ago, and it's one of the lessons learned, which is investigate first, talk later. What have we learned about communicating to effective parties after a breach? Well, with consumers suffering from breach fatigue, we had showed last year that at least one in three people have received a data breach notification. And quite frankly, I actually read something this morning that said, in a survey, almost 46% of the people so far this year that were surveyed had reached, have received a breach notification, which puts that number even higher. So clear communication in the notification is essential. What happened and taking full responsibility for that issue. Two, how did the breach impact the affected party as an individual? And then three, what steps are the organizations instructing the people to do to protect themselves for fraud or identity theft going forward? One of your other lessons learned is about cyber insurance, that cyber insurance is a good investment. What do you see as the emerging role of the cyber insurer after a breach? The cyber insurers that we work with have tremendous resources. They can help organizations build a response plan, They can bring in that third-party expertise, um, such as legal, forensics, notification, credit monitoring, to name a few. The top firms that we work with provide a turnkey solution, usually with a very experienced breach coach to manage the entire response and coordinate both the inside and third parties on the team. And these cyber insurers are getting much better because of the rate of breaches. We see about over 30% of the events that we work have a cyber insurer involved. Mike, last lesson learned I'd like to discuss with you is rebuild trust with customers. What do you see as some of the key do's and don'ts related to this lesson? Well, Tom, on the do side, First and foremost, take responsibility for the event and say you're sorry. Be clear and concise in your notification letter. Do provide identity theft protection like Protect My ID. In fact, the Ponemon study that we recently did said that 63% of consumers expect an organization to provide some sort of identity theft protection. The don't side, don't be caught off guard without a pre-breach plan. Don't be anxious to jump to the details of an incident until you have a good handle on the forensics and get the facts right the first time you go public. Don't have any regrets. Put yourself in the position of that affected party and treat them like you would want to be treated by your own organization. And that's critical to that rebuilding trust with that affected party. Mike, a final question for you. We've discussed some of the lessons learned. What do you find is maybe a common mistake that organizations are making following a breach, 
and how do you advise them to turn that around and fix it? Two most common mistakes really haven't changed um, over the past six months. And the first one is even an organization that has a plan still isn't going to the next step and practicing that plan. You can't rely on a book on a shelf, a software program, or worst case, starting from scratch when you have an event. You need to build that plan and do the live fire exercise. And in fact, studies have shown that people that have a plan can save about 25% on the overall cost of the response, and consumers, employees, and shareholders will all be better served. The second common mistake is not providing a comprehensive identity theft protection product. That includes credit monitoring, change of address, insurance coverage up to a million dollars, and full fraud resolution. You can't shortchange people regardless of what was compromised and give them something that they can't use to protect themselves going forward. Very good, Mike. As always, I appreciate your time and your insight. Thank you very much. Tom, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the interview today. The topic has been data breaches, lessons learned from the trenches. I've been speaking with Michael Bremer, Vice President with Experian Data Breach Resolution. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.